In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. My name is Beth Laurie, and I am your host, and I am so glad to be with you today. I have a very special and dear friend with me today. Her name is Christy Pierce. Hi, Christy. Hey, Beth. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing so well and even better now that we have this time uh, scheduled and and we have this this just 20 minutes to talk about things. And so Christy is such a fascinating person. Uh, she is a CPA and a bookkeeper by background, but that's not how she would describe herself. For sure, she's an adventurer. Um, I know she traveled for six months around the world. She's climbed Kilimanjaro. Uh, she is always out in nature and in, enjoying God's creations. Uh, she's a wife. She's a mother. She's a disciple maker. <laughs> she loves God and she loves people. And we're just so glad to have this time with you, Christy. Thank you, Beth, so much. And thanks for the opportunity. I mean, this is just, you know, conversation. You and I, you're such a good friend that it's just we'll have a great time for sure. Yes, we will. And um, Christy, I would love if you would start off by telling us your story. How did you become a disciple of Jesus and a disciple maker? Sure. I'll, um, I'd, I'd like to tell people that, first of all, I won the parent lottery. Um, I was so fortunate to be born into you know, a family whose mom and dad you know, modeled what, what they preached. And, um, and you know, they, they just brought me up in the church. They taught me all the lessons, and they still today are just such great examples of what it's like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So um, I tell my kids all the time, the best gift that my parents ever gave me was the gift of faith. And, um, and it's, it's been, you know, part of my life the whole time. I mean, even those days of college, you know, when people tend to sort of drift away, I mean, not Christy, I was like down in little Clemson town, you know, guys know the Clemson Tigers, of course, and, um, going to a little Lutheran church there with 20 or 30 people on a given Sunday. So, um, I just never, you know, have had any kind of drifting away from God, but I will say it wasn't until about seven years ago, I um, was asked by Paul Alonis and Rita, they were going to be co-leaders of this discipleship group. And um, at the time, my my oldest daughter, Haley, I've actually got three, um, was in a senior in high school. And, you know, my kind of my duties as a stay-at-home mom were starting to dwindle away a little bit. And I was searching a little bit to see what I was going to be doing once they all flew the hoop, you know, flew the nest or whatever. Um, and so I, um, I, you know, decided to go ahead and start this group with Rita and Paula. And it's really kind of what transformed my life. You know, I, I mean, it, 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 that whole thing of it changed my perspective from more living in the world perspective to an eternal perspective. And, um, and, you know, here we are seven years later, I did not go back to work. The Lord has provided, you know, for the, the scholarships that the kids have earned. And I mean, we'll see what happens when I have three weddings to pay for, but, um, but I, you know, I just, I just have gotten hooked on this disciple making and, you know, I, when people ask you the question, you have that societal pressure of like, you know, what are you doing now? You know, now that you're done raising kids, what 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 are you doing now? And and I finally will say with confidence, I love God and love people, and you can spend a lot of time loving people. Oh yes, you can. <laughs> it kind of catches people off guard, you know. I even had one person tell me, you know, we need more people in this world like you. <laughs> right. So anyway, that's what I do. That's wonderful. And what a blessing. I mean, you are intentionally using your time for the Lord to invest in the next generation. 
you have uh, were discipled and now you've caught the bug and you want to disciple others. And wow, that's just a fabulous story. So encouraging. So wonderful that you've always felt the presence of God since you were young in your life. You know, I think that this, you know, a lot of people view retirement as something, you know, what am I going to do with my days? And, you know, to me, retirement is such a short, short, short term goal. Because if you're living for eternity, you know, that's forever. And so this is just going to give me something to do. I mean, you can do this for the next 20 or 30 years, you know, just pour into people and 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 build his kingdom. You know, right. I mean, there, you can spend a lot of time doing it. <laughs> that's so encouraging. I mean, what if everybody in retirement was uh, building God's kingdom? That'd be a lot of great work going on. We'd probably yeah, have you a different stop world. working, right? You're always something, doing something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, so that's thank you. You've given me some a vision for my future too. <laughs> um, well, I have asked Christy to join us today to talk about personal worship. And for those who maybe have not heard that term, you probably know the term uh, daily time with God, uh, spending time with God. But Christy, we'd love for you to describe personal worship. Tell us about it. Just unpack it for us, please. Sure, Beth. I'd love to. <laughs> no, actually, um, I, I just look at personal worship as spending intentional time with God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that we actually make it happen, you know. And um, for me, I mean, it's different for everybody, but I I think of three components of my personal worship time. And the first one, obviously, is is talking to God. And you can do that so much pretty much by prayer, you know, obviously. And, And the prayers can be short. They can be deep breath prayers. They can be, you know, just long-winded prayers. I mean, I think some of us or most of us all struggle with our distracting thoughts, you know, when we start to pray and, um, and we're, you know, we get, we're like, oh, sorry, God, I'm, you know, I kind of got off track there, <laughs> but he just wants you to be you, you know? And so just open up the, open up your mouth, speak out loud if you have to, but, but just spend the first part of the time talking to him, you know, and telling him what's on your mind, let it all out. You know, and then the second thing I think is very important is to to get into scripture, to get into God's word, the Bible. And I physically mean open it, you know, I mean, or and there's so many different ways to do that. I mean, I you know, we can start off with the devotional books and I would highly recommend like for me, the very first part of personal worship was with um, Jesus Calling by Sarah Young, because not only is it getting you into, you know, two to five verses a day. But it also is this is Jesus is talking to you. And so you really get into that that third component, which I feel is the most important. And I think a lot of us really kind of miss the boat on this is to take time to stop, be quiet and listen to God, to hear his voice. And that to me is the third component. And, you know, that that is that that brings me to this old joke that I know of that, you know, just really tells tells it like it is in the sense that if you tell people that you're talking to God daily, they'll think, yeah, you're praying to God. But if you tell them that you're listening to God and God's talking to you daily, they think you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's the one part of it that it's like, how do you hear God's voice? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I think, you know, for me, it's just being quiet, ask God a question out loud, being quiet, and then listening, what pops into your head, you know, and then, maybe take that and write it down in a journal, you know, and then meditate on that. And, and God will use that as well as your experiences or circumstances, or just in talking with other people, you know, and and help you discern what that means. You know, I mean, it certainly, it would be a lot easier if you could audibly hear. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, but, but the thing is, is, and this is where I'll get into this point where God gives you through the power of the Holy spirit, the spiritual senses, 
you know, yeah. which are the same as your physical senses, you know, your, your hearing, your sight, your smell, but it's the, the spiritual senses that he starts to open up, mm-hmm. you know? And so you do hear him audibly, mm-hmm. but it's your spiritual sense that hears him, not your physical here. So. Right. Right. Well, I just really love what you're saying. Okay. So there's, there's, there's three things, three parts that you really um, encourage us in. So uh, prayer, uh, opening up and having that conversation with God, scripture, which we know is so transformative in our walk with the Lord in lots of different ways, as you said, to be in scripture and then creating this space to listen, um, how beautiful it is. I mean, God does have stuff to say and um, Isaiah talks about his still small voice, but those senses are all those ways we discern what the spirit is saying to us. And so just creating that is is beautiful. And and I think probably the more you practice this, the better you would get at hearing his voice. Right. It's it, well, it's a relationship. It's familiar. And I do think that, you know, in our world is that whole if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And we all tend to want to get up and we have to start doing You know, a lot of us do it in the morning. First thing when we wake up, you know, and but we got to get on our day. You know, we got to be busy. You know, we got to get going. We got to get being productive. And and um, we tend to not like kind of miss out on that last piece, you know, to just be still and to listen. And and I'll tell you, for me, that's where my perspective really started to change and like the rest of the day, I, I noticed I started making different decisions. You know, it was like, and the decisions were coming more from a eternal perspective. You know, it wasn't about what do I have to get done today? It wasn't the process of what needs to be done today. It was like, oh my gosh, I just happened to talk to this person at the grocery store and got into a great conversation that I didn't think I had time to do, you know? <laughs> right, right. And I just started noticing my life, like the things that were changing, you know, because wow. of that personal worship time that I spent, you know, and having a different perspective. That's um, super encouraging. Thank you so much for for just helping us understand what it is and what it would look like. Uh, can you tell us, like, so why is it important? What makes this time of day so important? Well, I, I mean, from for you know, people uh, speaking from my perspective. This was a game changer for me was the personal worship time. Um, You know, I told you I've been in church all my life and stuff, but the whole relationship with God, you know, it was like, I mean, the Lutherans are kind of like, let's go eat and greet and just enjoy, you know, I mean, it wasn't so much about the personal time that you have or that God cares for you, you know, knows the number of hairs on your head. And so when I started doing, you know, the personal worship time, it was just, it just really started changing everything. And, um, and so that's why, you know, me being the sports kind of person that I am, the adventurer, I mean, it really was the game changer, you know, um, it really is what it's trained. It's kind of like, for me, it's where God transforms the knowledge in your head into your heart, you know, and then, and then, it, you know, that's, that's where you start to open up your eyes. It, it kind of reminds me of that, you know, I guess it's second Corinthians four eighteen where it says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. And since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, you know, you're, you're not just fixing on your eyes on the worldly stuff, you know, and you start to see things differently. You start to see the things that we don't see with our spirit. I mean, our physical eyes, you know, right. and that, and that gets into just relationships with other people and the joy that you get from just being in relationship. I mean, God created us to be in relationship. He, so. he does. And he, and is it neat that the creator of the universe wants to have a relationship with each of us? Um, Absolutely. Okay. And that, that's one point too, is that, you know, that he, he desires the time with you, 
it's not all about you. You know what I mean? It's not all about, hey, what is God going to give me today? He he wants to be with you. You know, I mean, and like you said, the God of the universe wants to know you, wants to spend time with you. <laughs> right. I think I think I love to think that he um, he waits all night for us to get up to spend time with us. Right. And so you don't want to rush into that busyness like, you know, this is this is your time. It's like a date. It's like a special like we would with any other relationship. So, well, and it's, it's funny that you say that, Beth, because the other morning, you know, um, Haley, Haley's still living up, living with us at home. She's in school. And, um, and I was like, I got down in the basement. I got into my comfy chair. I was ready to start doing my personal worship time, you know, get into God's word. And, and Haley came down and said, Hey, you want to go to the Y? And I was like, sure, I'll go, you know, and I jumped up off the couch and I got in the car. And as I was driving away, I went, Oh my gosh, I just ditched Jesus. I just ditched God. You know? <laughs> like, like it just occurred to me, like we like he was sitting on the couch with me and I just got up and left. <laughs> well, he went and with you. I, that's the first time that I've ever been convicted like that. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I just left him on the couch. <laughs> right. And and we know, you know, it's it wasn't about uh condemnation, but it was about a relationship. You care and he cares. Yeah. And it's important. And I hear that. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Well, so as a disciple maker, how do you teach personal worship? I mean, in your groups or what does that look like? Well, first of all, I will tell you what I did when you asked me to do, you know, this um, personal worship, I went right out to our website that you guys have created and done such a fabulous job with resources it's the, I think it's 419disciplemaker.org. Yes. Um, so if you go out there and there's tabs, you go to the, um, it's called the resource library. And under there, they also have the, um, it's called the character personal worship tab. And I mean, you go down and there's like five articles written on personal worship time and how to do it. And so I would, you know, I would definitely go there if you want to see the detail and, you know, kind of walk you through I mean, one of the one of the articles that I read was just on solitude and silence, you know, and just the the how that helps you hear, you know, God's voice. So I would highly recommend going out to the website because there's a lot to do there. But as far as teaching it, you know, within our, our discipleship groups, I think the key there is to model it. Mm-hmm. And um, what we've done in the past is that, like, you know, spend the first 20 minutes or whatever and have somebody go through their personal worship time. You know, what does that look like to you? And um, and again, it's so different for everybody. So once you pass it on to each member in your group and everybody does it, you get to see all the different variety of ways. And, and you know, the important thing to remember there is that you are you and God created you uniquely. So he's going to interact with you very differently than he's going to interact with me, you know? And so it's just, it's so cool to, you know, to, to see other people and what they do. So I would say modeling is, you know, a big, a big proponent or big component of how you teach, you know, that time. I love that. So you actually sort of do your time with Jesus with your group members, allowing them to even participate, but also understand it. Cause it does sound if you're, if you haven't done this daily time with God and you think, okay, I have this Bible and I'm supposed to pray and I don't know what all this looks like. It's really wonderful when someone models at least what they do. It doesn't mean you'll do the same thing as what right. I'm hearing you say, but right. it's, it gives you like a real tangible kind of understanding uh, to what that that hour of fixed prayer would look like, you know, what that time with God would be. So, And it's funny that you even say hour. Funny, I, You know, I remember when I first started with the Jesus call and it would be like 10 minutes, you know, read the read the devotion, check out the the words. And what I found over time is that 10 minutes turned into an hour, sometimes even two hours, you know, 
(laughs) I'm sure you've experienced that, you know, I mean, it's like, you're just all all over the board, you know, I mean, you're listening to music or you're researching, you know, an article or something about a certain passage. And next thing you know, you've been like, oh my gosh. (laughs) It it really does. (laughs) I have to actually go do something now. Because I can stay here all day with Jesus. You know, that's that's wonderful. I, I love that because that sort of makes it organic, too. Right. You know, there's just lots of things you can do. I love that you mentioned music. Uh, there, there's scriptures we can read. Sometimes I have several things that I want to do. Um, it's sort of like a date. I, I wait and I plan, oh, I'm going to have more time with God on Saturday, you know, and so I can do this uh, with him on Saturday. But I like that that image. Um, mm-hmm. And I hear you saying that it's not the same for everyone, that it, it would look different. Right. And, and I would say, you know, like like the, the biggest th- thing there is that um, there are so many components that you can do. And we've mentioned a few, you know, you can listen to music, uh, you know, like you might be reading a passage. And that's one thing I never really realized how much like the the old hymns, you know, that I used to read or used to sing in church. And even now all the worship music, how much of those have, I mean, scripture quoted in them, you know, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, that's James five, you know, I mean, and so, um, so to me, like I'll be reading something in the scripture and it just, a song will pop in my head and I just go out to YouTube and find it because you can find anything on YouTube and just play that song, you know, and do some deep breathing during the song and just really meditate on the words. I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's a very easy way. Um, for me, I, I connect a lot with the music, but there's, you know, there's also, um, hymns that that you know back in the time or you know like breath prayers there's also the lectia divinia that people probably hear you know which is more about bible meditation and stuff i mean there there are just all kinds of different ways that you can just you know and it's all about the connection with god it's not about checking it off or saying this is my routine i mean there are definitely people that are very routine oriented you know and they want to go through the same process every day and that's fine because that's your that's your makeup that's how you are and then there's others that are very organic you know and just like oh it's going to be what it's going to be i don't know what i'm going to do today you know so i don't get discouraged about or even compare yourself because again i said you're unique and god has his ways of interacting with you um so when it starts to become rigid and it becomes more about the checklist, that's when you know you need to mix it up, you know. And and like like my my testimony there was I you know when my when my kids were in school I had to get up every morning and make them lunch. They didn't like the you know we were at public schools the food wasn't very good for lunch so I got up every day and made them a lunch and that required me to get up so I would I would wake up an hour before then or whatever. But then I found once they were gone and I didn't have to do it. I became kind of lazy and just wanted to wake up, you know, on my own time. And that's when I started listening to, you know, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be in bed, I'm going to might as well just listen and, you know, and get, and get his, you know, get this through just by being in the comforts of my own bed. Right. Oh, I love that. I, I really like your encouragement for shaking it up because sometimes we do, we just need to, it's like a, a date. You wouldn't probably do the exact same thing. You might have some favorites that you always do, but you might just shake it up sometimes and do something different. So um, that's freeing. That's really comforting that, uh, you know, maybe you try something you haven't done before. Maybe you go back to a, something you haven't done in a while. And those are those are good ways to keep it from becoming dry. Or And you just you just don't want it to be a process or legalistic or something, you know, because you're not getting the relationship out of that. 
you know, I mean, and, and so, so if you have to take a break for a second, you know, then, and then come up with a, just a create a different creative way. And I, you know, one thing I will encourage you about the disciple groups, you know, is because people hold you accountable to that. And I, I just heard a story the other day about somebody who got out of the discipleship group, you know, cause their, their group had ended and, you know, it was kind of not in something like that for about a year and a half. And sure enough, that whole accountability piece was gone and kind of started drifting away and not doing the personal worship time and realized how different his life had become, you know, because he wasn't being held accountable. Right. Oh, I have to tell you, I've had so many people who've done that. They've been in a group, they've been encouraged and and growing, and then they got out. And for whatever reason, they didn't, it wasn't their time to lead and they didn't do anything. And then you get a call like a year later and they go, I'm spiritually dry. You know, like I need, I need those places that are nourishing for us. And our groups really do that because to your point, they, they encourage us in those, those foundations of faith. And so, wow, this has just been insightful and encouraging and really freeing. Christy, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us and talking about personal worship. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, you know, I would just say, find a comfortable place, be intentional and, and just do it consistently. Because, you know, if you just, if you kind of just do it one day a week or two days a week or whatever, you don't get the full benefit of, of what God has for you. And, and I, and it, again, you know, being consistent and the more you practice it, the more enrich you, you, you know, the more enrich, enriching it becomes and it, it becomes a lot easier to discern his voice. You know I mean? Like you start to see the way you're living it out, that God is right there every step of the way, you know, whether it be a cardinal flittering, you know, fluttering in the trees or, or somebody says something to you that you just read that morning, you know, I mean, there's, it's the stuff that you appreciate so much more because your spiritual senses are opened, you know? And, um, and I think by taking all of that in, then you can, you can, the love that you receive from that personal worship time, you can just bless others with it throughout the day. And, and I will tell you, I have found so much more joy in life and fullness in life because of that being filled up, you know, with God and then just being able to share it with others. And it could be, you know, saying kind words, encouraging words. I love like giving a big tip at a, at a restaurant, you know, to somebody that you don't even know just to, just to brighten their day, to be generous, you know, to serve others. I mean, it's just, it just, it's a totally different way to live your life. So. Oh, yes, it is. You know, that just reminded me of John fifteen five. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. So this time is our time to abide in Jesus. It is going to help us bear much fruit to your point. It's going to help us bless others in this amazing way. <laughs> well, and one thing I, I didn't even mention it, but that was one of my things that you can, one of the components could be Bible memory. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's the verse I've, I mean, I've just been doing John 15, which is the branches in the vine. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's, and it's so funny that, um, you know, it, it's like when you, when you are doing the Bible memory apps, I mean, there, there's a great app out there that's called light. It's L I T E. Bible memory and it makes it fun. It makes it kind of like a game or whatever, but I finally started trying it. And that was the first 
first book that I started memorizing. So I'm glad you picked that because that's so true. <laughs> it is so I was true. saying it out loud with you and I didn't even have it in front of me. <laughs> See, oh, scripture memory. That, that's another key uh, component. Wow. I love this. To you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for telling us about that app too. I'm going to have to check that out. Well, Christy, this has just been a pleasure. So much joy being with you today. Thank you for making the time to come and talk to us. Thank you for being a blessing to so many people and loving others the way that you do. Um, So God bless you and the work that you and your family are doing, uh, the disciple making that you're doing. We're just uh, joy filled to be able to see what God's doing in and through the ministry with you. Well, thank you, Beth. And it's been fun hanging out with you this morning. All right, then. Until next time. Hey, uh, as Christy mentioned, go to the website, 419disciplemakers.org. All the section on personal worship is there. There's lots of resources. If you have found that you need something new to do or want to go back to something you haven't done in a while, there's uh, just a plethora of resources there for you. And uh, share this podcast with a friend or maybe with your group and remind them the importance of personal worship. Until we're together next time, God bless each of you. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org.